0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, what's up? This is Frank Zumo from Sum 41, and I'm Mike Jafry from SJC Custom Drums, and you are listening to We Podcast, and We Know Things.
1: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro.
0: Come on, Sixers, you best. It's Force of Game 7.
1: I can't wait for tonight. Like you thought Endgame was hype? I'm going to see Detective Pikachu.
0: So we are on a little time crunch today because literally right after this you're going to see it. You missed it. Yeah, like
1: I'm hitting save on the episode and I'm running to the movie theater right down the street from my house and you know if I have to miss a preview I'm okay with it. It's reserved seating. I'm not worried but about that's the it. Best. My seats
0: That was like the one thing of Endgame I was so happy about. When everyone else, oh, I'm there two, three hours early. It's like, I'll show up a minute before it starts, and my seat's there.
1: It is Thursday, May 9th, 7.30 p.m. in our new recording time. And thank you to everyone who sent us feedback. Because, honestly, you guys love the new time slot. And I really appreciate that, because... We were really up in the air if this was going to be a good thing for the show, and just overwhelmingly positive feedback that you like it. Some people say, now I can listen to it at work when it's fresh on Fridays. Um, Now I can use it on my drive-in or drive home from work on Fridays and not on Saturdays, so we appreciate that. And
0: we have our Saturday mornings back.
1: Dude, it felt really good. It
0: did to wake up like, oh, God, it's not five-something. I mean,
1: at... (laughs) 9 o'clock, I was, oh, over, day I was over at Tom Flynn's new house that he moved into, helping him move. So my Saturday
0: still was, like, taken up. But, but hey, you helped out a friend that was good, Carmen. Yeah,
1: he's, he moved out, and he's he got his own place. It's a really nice spot. So awesome. really, really happy for him. He's a really good dude. But anyway, episode 134, if you're new to the podcast, we are the single source for all of your nerdy news in gaming, TV, film, and all things pop culture. Heck, we're basically spreading the good word of nerd. You know it. One episode at a time. Be sure to join the Weep. Pod Squad by hitting that subscriber follow button on all of your podcast services like iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Castbox, wherever you get that Audible goodness, and make sure to leave that rating and review. It takes just a minute. It's cheap, aka free. It's very easy, and it's the best way to help our show grow without giving Sam and I a hundred dollar bill. Uh, so we really would appreciate it. I if mean, you just that also me. helps too. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. If you could go, uh, just leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to check us out. At we podcast and we know things.com. It's got a one stop shop for everything you would need. If you want to support us monetarily every month on Patreon, if you want to buy something from our store or if you want to follow us on any social media platform or even listen to the podcast, go ahead. You're doing that now. We, and we know uh, Thank you to our friends at the We Be Geeks podcast network and the ESO podcast network. I'm sorry, the ESO Network. Got to make sure not Ooh, to yeah. use the word podcast yes. in there. WeBeGeeksPC.com and ESONetwork.com. Tonight, we got a jam-packed show for you. And Sam is right. We are on a time crunch. Uh, we got trivia. It's 12 to 11.5. First to 11 win by two. We got our Game of Thrones episode four spoilers uh, review as we do every single week we'll then take a commercial break we'll be back sam's going to take gaming then i'm going to take it over with movies tv um real quick on the music sam has a cgc spotlight our picks of the week patreon shoutouts, and we'll get out of here so we'll start off with trivia tonight sam i'm going to give you the question first i feel like we've been going you first a lot lately I'll this is a it. difficult question um, maybe it was hard for me. Okay. I got it wrong. You're probably gonna get it right okay. because you're a dog man and a John Wick fan. Oh Jesus! What is the breed of dog that John Wick loses in the movies?
0: I I do have it in my like. Hoping it's not. Do I play it safe or do I just go with my gut? <sighs> I want to hear him because I don't. I really want to get this right.
1: <laughs> is it a basset hound? Is it a beagle? Is it a harrier? Or is it an English
0: foxhound? Beagle.
1: Correct. Yeah, I, had and it, I, had said it, I had to hear it. I said a basset hound. So that is 13.
0: No, I only get half 12, a half I'm sorry, 12 and a half have to have 11 point. and a half. I got to keep him honest, guys. I
1: can tie him if I get it correct.
0: Which which, there's a great shot of you actually getting. That means no chance. No, because I think you are a fan of this movie. <laughs> what year did the Karate Kid come out?
1: Nineteen eighty six, seven, eight,
0: or 9. Ah. Did I stump him?
1: Ah. <clears throat> 6, 7... No, it's older than that. It's, it was before I was born. I was born in 88.
0: And I was 89.
1: Yes, you were. My birthday is in a week from tonight. Oh, Jesus. Shit, if we record next week, it'll be on my birthday. Um... It's older than I am. So I'm going to go with seven, six, five, four. Seven.
0: I do have answers. No, I want to tie you. So you said I'm going big or going home. I, I
1: I generally like to. And I know we're in a time crunch. <laughs> 1984. <laughs> no, we keep it 1984.
0: Rolling. Final answer? Yeah. You are correct. No shit. We are tied up. All right. All knotted up at 12 and a half.
1: I will say this um, no more final answers.
0: That's why I didn't say anything, right? No, like
1: you said, final answer? Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a I, don't only, I don't even notice I said it. Dude, it's 12 and a half to 12 and a half. We're yeah. going nowhere. <laughs> We're past the yeah. goal of 11, but because we have the win by two in there. Uh, At least we got them right. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, 12 and a half to 12 and a half. Sam, let's get into it. Uh, Game of Thrones, episode four, season eight. Uh, what is it? The Last of the Starks was the, the name of the episode. And uh, before we dive into specifics, because instead of going,
0: I would say before you dive in, I like how they're not releasing till afterwards, until after the episode is done. Yeah.
1: Um. Before we get into specifics, because instead of going like beat by beat, you watch the episode if you know this, by the way, spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert. If you're if you don't want spoilers, find the commercial because then you know that we're done here, and then you can listen to the rest yeah. of the pod. Um. If. Instead of going beat by beat because you watched it, you don't need a recap of it. We're just, I have like the same kind of format as last week. I don't have pros and cons. I just have questions that I would like answered as to why I either liked or disliked it. We're also going to have our top three again for the next three weeks. It's going to be top three moments of the show. What I liked about this episode was at least I found three things I liked.
0: Oh, damn. See, I, I was, I kind of was like, it took me, like, what three things did I like?
1: You'll see that I'm kind of copping out.
0: Yeah. Oh, me too, when, yeah. You, when I think about it, but. Yeah.
1: I So I am actually going to save my top three to the very end.
0: Okay. And I'll, I'll just list them.
1: We, we're going to talk about all the things that I liked in it, but I'm going to save my list to the end because um, the I'll way try. I have it structured, I I'll, just think it I'll makes try. sense that way. So the last of the Stark Sam overall. What did you think of the episode?
0: Over, I mean, again, I d- didn't think it was, oh my God, this is the best episode ever. I didn't think it was the worst. I just thought it was good. Mm-hmm. It had, I think, all the elements you needed in the Game of Thrones episode. You had some, what was that, uh, like some sneaky behind the back stuff and basically the, the calm before the storm? Does that, does that flow? Okay. Because we did just have a huge storm then, even though I know it's, it's what, the Eye like, of the Hurricane. Yeah.
1: There's a storm, then some nothing, and then some, Yeah, then more battle. But uh, I. Am on the fence if this is my favorite episode of the season or not. I think episode two is, but episode two was really spoiled for me because episode three let me down so much that like the consequences of thinking these are all these people's last night on earth, and now I know that was all for nothing. It, but it's it still it, spoils it. it. I don't, uh, but in uh, the, the moment watching yeah. in the in the moment yeah. watching it, I really think I liked episode two the most. One maybe because we were also hyped on it being back, yeah, and everybody was yeah. like, "It's back, so we love it." Uh, but now that it's had time to digest, there were definitely question marks in this episode, some big ones. So I, I will say this: I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't like hate it though. Like it was, for me, did it do enough to redeem episode three? Uh, from my, did it from,
0: build enough up? Uh,
1: it, it just, it, it went so damn fast. They tried to cram two episodes into one episode. And it's, well, everything is so fucking, right, and they minutes? try to jam two 60 minute episodes into 80 minutes, and they're so fucking time travel happy again, and everybody just shows up in fucking places that takes weeks to travel to, and it's just like, for me, it just takes me out, because I know that episode, or if season it, seven, was it, just a
0: letdown. If it said, like, two weeks later, would that help you? It would
1: help me, but you know how I felt about the five years later in Endgame, Like, just show me. If you put Tyrion and and Varys, right, on a boat, like they were on that ship, having that conversation about Daenerys, right? And then right away they cut to King's Landing and they're there. You mean to tell me? Over two weeks, that's the only time they talked about that. There are a lot of moments that old Game of Thrones would have shown us on that well, show. I, I they think, could have spent a whole episode on this show. Well,
0: you got to think, you know, there's probably a lot of people on the boat. And you, you might not have the, you know, just the time, the quality time of them two alone to be sneaky about it. And you want to p- kind of pick and choose when you're going to talk talk about I, it. I you think,
1: know? you know, I think you have a
0: point. Obviously. You I know, think obviously. you have a point.
1: Because
0: if anyone else found out, that's...
1: Yeah. Instead of waiting till the end of this episode to read our commenters, because we actually got a bunch of people this week that chimed in. Um, I put it in our, Insta- or our Instagram stories, and we got quite a few DMs giving you know opinions. Yeah. I want to read out uh, our friends' opinions, our fans, our listeners' opinions before we go on in- into full spoilers with our own. Uh, Dupree721. Damien, he's been on the show a couple of times. Boom. Here goes. Now, watching this week, what was the point of keeping Tormund Salmon Ghost alive? I have a feeling they will somehow show up, but if they don't, it could have added a bit more to last week's battle. The coffee cup was embarrassing, especially after taking two years to make the season. I felt so bad for Brienne, but we all knew Jamie would go home at some point. Euron bores me, and I can't wait to see him get killed. Danny looks like she might be turning into the Mad Queen, and everyone around her notices, which will add another layer of drama. That was Dupree721. Yeah, that
0: coffee blew up to like like... I don't know, Maybe too much,
1: but yeah. continue. Uh, FML pod, which is fantasy movie life or fantasy movie league pod. I actually love this. It's um, it's like fantasy football, but with movies instead of football players. Oh, cool. that's it's really awesome. neat. Um, I think Matthew Berry is like super into that. So that's really cool. Uh, But they said this whole season has been rough and 8.4, which is season eight, episode four was no exception.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, M Cassini after a wonderful dialogue with him last week, Where I couldn't read the whole thing on the air, it was super long but super good. I will read his whole comment this week. Thought it was well paced and intriguing. The big kill was a great holy shit moment. My only two issues. I wish they did more with Ghost. And with only two episodes left, I feel like there's not a lot of room for what the f moments. I in the end, this is my favorite. In the end, I do now want want a storybook ending but in all reality the show should have ended with the night king on the throne <laughs> oh of course, of course you're gonna agree <laughs> and i wrote that. your last sentence make me weep with joy he said i knew it would <laughs> okay. of course like um missed it. yeah he actually commented on our avengers uh analysis from last week um he is a i think he's just like he's a physics professor i believe Yeah, he's a physics teacher, and so he was talking to me about how some of the time travel is validated from the string theory and how it's actually some reality to it and all that good stuff. So we got into a nice conversation about our endgame thing, and he was like, I love your podcast, but it's making me cringe for the first time ever. Hopefully the rest of the episode keeps me smiling. Keep up the nerdy (laughs) work. So listen, like we said, we read one-star reviews too, and when we get called out – we appreciate yeah, hey, it. Hey,
0: we gotta be honest.
1: Uh then we'll go over so that was Instagram, and then I'll go over to uh the old Facebook Aruni and see what we got here.
0: Yeah, so far it's about, you know, not no one's best. No Everyone's one's kinda of been middle mid to no one's volunteer. shitting all over yeah. it, but no
1: one liked it. So that's a thing. And then we of course have Sean Carcidi. awkward glances, angry glances, sad glances, oh, and target, target, target.
0: Yeah, I know that. it's a reference to Riegel. Yes, yes. three three targets. Yeah, I'm pissed. There he goes. I, when we get there, I'll vent my my digression on that. But Well,
1: <sighs> yes, we will definitely vent on that because there are some big problems with the episode. Oh, 100%. But, but like I said, I don't think it was the worst. Do I think it redeemed last week? Again, I don't think so, but I was so low on the show that I would have taken almost anything. And I really enjoyed without getting into, because it's in my top three, I really enjoyed <laughs> all the Varys and 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 Tyrion of course, of course, because it's I what mean, Game of Thrones is Even if we all talk
0: about. about it, don't you know? We'll mention at the end that it was our top three. Yeah, or but I mean, that's it, what the show's been.
1: They've them two been plotting since season it, one, and that's when the show is at its best. When you have the political intrigue, the backstabbing, the, you don't know all who's
0: you don't know who's coming or going. And and I really
1: enjoy the fact that Varys could either kill Tyrion, kill Danny, kill himself, or get killed by both of them. We just don't know. Yeah, dude, yeah. And and the one character that I really feel like they didn't not fuck up this season was Varys he's been just as fucking maniacal and twisty and turny he, but and he's like as the, ever. he's
0: the one character that legit never changed right and, never I th- changed. and that's
1: what I like because that's who he is he doesn't deserve nor does he need a character arc he is what he is
0: yeah I mean like like obviously we know uh what the hell is his name Ramsey, ramsay never changed joffrey yeah. never changed it was a couple of characters but he's been around for a while now and what
1: going. we want to do when we're talking about this stuff is we want to keep it to the show like everybody out there that read the books we got it like i read them too i know there's a lot of differences um but we're going to try and keep it away from that because i want to keep them separate right like i want to enjoy the show for the show and i want to enjoy the books as the books and keep them as their own and respect their independent things so i'm not going to be mad if something doesn't happen in the books because we got a yeah. if that was the case we'd have a bunch of shit and just real about. quick
0: i was talking to fire guy ryan over on Instagram. I and mean, kind of, he was just telling me like sending me like links about like the books and stuff like that like what happened in the books like you could see the changes or you know what wasn't in the show and it's I'm like
1: god damn it Ryan I got to read the books. Euron has a horn that controls all the dragons.
0: Yeah, there that was crazy. All the Stark kids can warg into their direwolves yeah, when they're dreaming
1: stuff so like that. Tyrion yeah. doesn't have a nose like Lady Stoneheart. Well,
0: Tyrion's like supposed to be Fucked ugly. Up, yeah, right. yeah.
1: So like there is like There's a lot of differences. There's a whole bunch of shit that's wrong. Euron is not dashing debonair pirate he's a fucking he's a savage yeah yeah. so like they they take a lot of liberties because euron's a good looking english guy yeah and they they want him in the show for the ladies and the guys i guess if that's what you're into that's cool uh so something that really bothered me in this episode but this is me being me because i'm i'm anal and uh it's a total nitpick but uh in the opening scene they're out in the pie where they're out by the pyres and they're uh you know gonna Give their memorial service to the fallen mm-hmm. and they're to light all the pyres on fire. And John gives his speech yeah. from pr- a practicality. And I'm going to get shit for this. Guys, lay it on me because this is what I do.
0: You gonna say his accent?
1: No, his, he sounded like he was out of breath the whole time. He's <sighs>
0: screaming.
1: Guys, right. And that's my point, yeah. bro. He was facing the dead people. But he was talking to the living people behind him. Hold on one second.
0: Yeah. Hey, Sam, is this a good way to talk to you? I mean, I can hear you. But is it efficient? I mean, no, because I'm this looking at the back of your head. This isn't
1: how sound works. Yeah, of course. But this is how sound yeah. works, and you can now hear me because I'm looking at yeah. you. He's talking. Bro, if you wanted that like big dramatic moment, he could have walked out into the pyres where the dead people are, turned around, used them for like surroundings, and talked to the people
0: he was trying yeah. to talk to. Yeah.
1: So it just bothered me that he was... Talking to somebody behind him—it was just really hey, weird.
0: It's funny you even said that. I heard like someone else say, like obviously people said they heard his accent or whatever. But someone was like, "That was the best acting I heard him in eight seasons."
1: <laughs> it wasn't bad acting. I was just—it's a nitpick <laughs> yeah, about yeah. the motherfucker could have turned around and addressed the people you're talking to. Um, he's literally talking to the living people about the dead people, but facing the dead people. Have you ever talked to somebody like that? No, you can't hear shit. But. In that scene, right? It was very, very convenient that John was over here, and Danny and all her people were over here, and Sansa and Arya and Bran were over here, and they all say goodbye to their people. I liked that Sansa gave Theon the old star. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice Nice touch. closure, right? Yeah. Nice closure. The one problem I had with the Jorah scene and the whatever. So they're all lighting it on fire and they all go up to the people that they had this connection with. And John is all of a sudden caring about Lady Mormont. Bitch was a white. Why is she there? She was a white. There's n- She doesn't look like that anymore. She came back as a white. How did you, A, find her body, what? Why? and B, it lay her to rest as a human being when she was clearly deformed and came back as a white? I
0: was like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, the way I think of it, like she was a, a very freshly turned, and obviously it's a, they collected all the dead bodies and threw them, so they probably picked her up, recognized her. I mean, Christ, her, her body, well, I guess she probably got up from when she got smushed by the, the giant. Hmm. I don't know. She's so tiny. Like she would stand out, I would think.
1: But she got so fucked up by the giant. So I rewatched it, right, just to make sure. So I went back and I rewatched the episode three of the Night King part because I wanted to see if the Whites just fell over or if they disintegrated too. Because the White Walker just kind of blows up, yeah. the Night King just blows up, and I was like, maybe all the Whites just blow up because then she shouldn't even be. Yeah, there, exactly. Right, but they the White Walkers blow up and the Night King does too. But the whites just fall over. So I get it that she didn't disintegrate or anything. So technically her body's out there and they totally could have found it. They totally could have found it. But she should have been a little deformed because she came back. Her mouth was a little agape and she was kind of – she looked like um, Sophia in The Walking Dead when she came back. Okay, okay. Just a little deformed, a little fucked up. She had – like so she she just looked like a dead human, not somebody that was reanimated and came back as a white. So I would have liked to just seen her – if she's going to be in that pile – Maybe the white version of her, not, like, the human version. Just, like, little continuity things. Okay. That's all. Okay. Again, minor nitpicks. Yeah, things. minor And nitpicks. that's the thing I liked about this episode is I just have some minor issues. Don't get me wrong. I got some major ones. But there was just some minor ones there. Um, Damien mentioned the coffee cup. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the whole Starbucks know- fiasco? I didn't
0: notice it until... It me neither. The made next a day. big hubbub. And yeah. then, obviously, when I heard about it, I looked like, oh, shit, yeah, there is clearly... A Starbucks cup. And then there was a picture released, that it was like, uh, Sophia Turner had a Starbucks, like, a picture of her, and, like, yeah. it, people were suspect that it's her, they're blaming her, but who not get me, hey, it's a stupid-ass mistake. HBO went back and digitally removed it, which, I'm surprised, because they usually don't do that. Yeah. They usually wait until DVD release will take it away. Well, it's free
1: marketing for Starbucks. It, you got to get it out.
0: That and so many people are headed there and they don't want to hear this shit. All right. How yeah. hey, you guys had your fun. and They made like a joke about it on Twitter.
1: Sophie. Sophie. If that was you. You best. You best. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you, Sophie. No. We hope Sansa doesn't. Well, I hope Sansa no, does No, okay. All right. Uh, so to me, this felt like two episodes packed into one. And... And I'm going to go through the reasons why. I thought this was a lot of fan service. Like They did a lot of things to make the fans happy. And I was listening to another podcast. This is not my point of view. This is Jason Schreier from Kotaku. This is his point. Um, or at least a paraphrase of his point. He said, Game of Thrones, the old Game of Thrones, because they had the books as source material, wrote intriguing stories that made sense. The new Game of Thrones without the books are just, they're highlighting major plot points that they want to hit. And they're writing towards that. And they just want, they know the conclusion, but they don't know how to get there. And they're just trying to write and figure it out. And I would have been like, okay, I see it, but I don't believe it until he referenced, and I totally get it, that zombie polar bear from last season. So I went back and I watched the behind the scenes to that episode. You remember the zombie polar bear from episode seven or season seven? I watched the behind the scenes, and Dave and Danny Bennyhoff were like, for years, we've been trying to get a zombie polar bear in there. And no matter what, we were getting our fucking polar bear. I was like, that's that's literal proof that you're trying to just get what you want in the show as opposed to just writing a great story. You're just finding big WTFs and writing them in. And so I think there's a couple fan service things in here. I'll read them to you. You tell me if you agree or not. Um, Number one, and we talked about this very briefly before the episode. Uh, Gendry, to me, makes no sense as the lord or ruler of Storm's End because number one, we don't see storms end in the show, and number two, he's fucking Gendry. He's a blacksmith, not a ruler. Is he just going to show up there and be like, "Hi guys, I'm king now"? It just doesn't make a lot of
0: sense. I mean, I, I understand your point, but to me, he is the son of Robert Baratheon, and and I just I'm looking, I'm thinking of Daenerys. Her point down the road, if they survive all this, that she can, she will always have his favor for doing him that. Obviously, for doing that favor. For yep. Him.
1: So I'll counterpoint both of them quickly. Number one, you say, well, he is the heir to the throne. So is John. He doesn't want it. So is John. Snow. He's the heir to the Iron Throne. Yeah. He's a Targaryen, and technically he has the heir but to I the think, Iron Throne. I think Gedry he wants it, though. though. G- gendry's happy to have it yeah he never would have been and like hey danny can i get this but that's the difference motherfucker's though. never even been there he
0: will be he'll be happy he and probably great. ran there and he'll season be happy seven. and grateful together where john is like man that's not my thing gendry
1: though but, uh, so gendry's a really popular fan or uh, character amongst the ladies i think there was just like let's give him something did,
0: and did you happen to see him walk away with the two ladies he did in the background he did. I, I was gonna say oh, no, that, thought i that. thought that was pod Oh, Gendry wants Aria.
1: Right. So Gendry goes to Aria, which I really like. And it
0: was a quick scene of him in the corner yeah. with the two guys. I was like, go ahead, Pond! Get yeah. it!
1: I really liked the scene with Aria and Gendry where she, you knew it was coming, where she was like, I appreciate you, I love you, kissy kissy, but I'm not a lady, I'm not coming with you. Because he, like, proposed. I was like, holy shit, Romeo, yeah. you just met her today. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, I like that scene a lot because it just builds up Aria. just again, yeah, Being tough, being tough, being tough. Um putting ghost in there in my opinion they're just doing it now for a reaction that's all they're doing it for so people are like ghost awesome there's no point to have ghost in there anymore
0: well i mean i guess now there's not i mean you could say there is because like ragel has gone now so he really doesn't have anything so it's like there goes his stark side there goes his targaryen side so now it's just jon stark so it's or or, yeah, or jon snow so it's like what's now jon really has to decide what what he's going to do cuz He's half of both, and he can't pick a side. He don't know what to do. So I think this is going to be, obviously, the turning point.
1: Well, he walked away from Ghost and then opted to ride a horse to King's Landing instead of his dragon. He had an opportunity to literally do both, but he he didn't But he had a
0: good reason, that Rogel was pretty badly damaged. And you kind of see when Rogel takes off the one time, when Danny watched him go, he's got a hole in his wing. He looked like he was flopping wavy. I'm just saying, after you get So let's take him to
1: King's Landing.
0: Like, well, but I'm saying would you rather have die. someone on your back or he
1: died eventually. Clearly it didn't work out. Well, Strategy was not well, great. And, there, and Danny. that's my
0: problem when we get when we get to that. Because yeah, I don't even think that's Danny's fault. That's just something that the showrunners wanted something big to happen.
1: I alright. Yeah, okay. I agree. And we're to really, it we're to. It's not that far down yeah. my list, so we'll get there. All right. So, uh, let's see. Here are the questions and, and the things I didn't like. I'm away from the fan service okay. thing. Do you wish? Or would you have liked when John was telling Arya, Sansa, and Bran about his lineage? Yeah, yeah. Would you like to have seen the reaction, or were you cool with the fact that they cut it before you could see it?
0: I mean, I wanted to see how they would take it first. Like, no, you're lying. Or I, w- I wanted to see their initial reaction. And I don't know what Bran said. So it's probably
1: you're a good man,
0: John. No, the whole <laughs> thing is he's not. He's not our brother. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know what he because I would have liked to see how Bran would have said it. Yeah, and the reactions. Are, no, that's bullshit. Or it's just Brand saying he's the all the all sayer. He's the third eye He knows mm-hmm. you just believe him.
1: And we ne- and the problem is we'll never know. So I'm on your side. I would have liked yeah, to of see course. the reaction. And if nothing else, they should have later in the episode given us some facial expressions from or them maybe to show us. Or maybe they could have
0: some flashbacks in, in episode five. We don't know, but it, <sighs> it would be nice to see the reactions if the, I knew it or blah 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 or you're lying. Bullshit. There's only like
1: we're twice still twice ever in the show that they do a flashback or maybe yeah, the Night King getting the stabbed and the part where you see Jon Snow's birth. Really, the only times they utilize a flashback, so I don't know if they would utilize that just to show a reaction when they could have just shown the reaction. But I think we're on the same page. Yeah, we yeah, would, we both would yeah. have liked to see the reaction yeah. because I believe you. I think that Arya and Sansa would have been like, "No, it can't be true." And Bran's like, "I knew the whole." Well, I time. just
0: want to be like after they said that, or they like she says, "I don't care, we are still brother and sister." Like so, something like that. Give that me too. some, give me some heart,
1: right? And then, then they had the rest of the episode, however long was left, to give you some sort of payoff to that, to give you. Um, some emotion on some faces. Well, or some, there or was a little
0: part. payoff. It was a stinger from Zanza mm-hmm. when she kind of said, uh, oh, "Who the hell would she say?" God damn it! What color are those red fire trucks? Or maybe, the, or no? She gave the stinger to um Danny. Then didn't she say something to Danny about like so and so something something about someone else could rule? I thought she made a, a comment like that. Okay. I don't
1: know. I feel like I would have okay. remembered that, but I could be wrong. Uh, let's see. All right. So um, fast forwarding past the Euron stuff that we'll get back to. The problem I have with that entire scene, out of all of them, I have a lot of problems. But a question I would pose to you is Masande. So Masande gets captured and all of a sudden she's magically in King's Landing. Um they're trying to go back to Dragonstone and the ships get raided and fucked up by Euron Mm -hmm. and these scorpions are coming in and just destroying these ships. And Tyrion jumps off and Grey Worm jumps off and they all make it to shore. And then Grey Worm just looks up for two seconds and goes, Sande, where's Masande? And then he looks once, runs out into the water, and they cut. Like she could be floating in the water, she could still be on the boat. She should be captured, but we just assume she was captured. Why would you not show us that she was captured? I'm okay with it, like it's a smaller nitpick. Yeah, but like,
0: like how re- did he capture her? I mean, the reason why I guess I didn't like even think twice about it. I was like, well, they never even show where she was on the boat or where she it's was. Never, at. like they it didn't never they once. Didn't. So as soon as I saw her, like people, were, the ending was such suspense. I was like, nope. As soon as she was caught, I was like, like gone. Like so, it was the build of suspense. I was like. To me, that was no. I knew she was gone.
1: Yeah, the and second she's in, once King's like landing.
0: you see her in the chains, like when they're yeah. walking, not even up on the hill yet, or the, the, right on the edge when they're in. King's, I yeah. knew she was gone.
1: Absolutely okay. Um, so John scene with ghost. How did you feel?
0: Obviously, as a freaking dog owner. Yeah, you, you never like obviously mean, looks sad as shit. All the memes coming out, and did you see, like the one I posted? I think on Instagram, if you saw it, it was um, I've ghost been very
1: light on social media. Ghost.
0: So. It was a picture. It was ghost on top of Drogon. And I said, we're in the endgame now. Hashtag him. <laughs> throw. I I thought that was hilarious. And it's just like, you just see a dog. It's like, you wanted him You're to. an earless dog. He lost yeah, an ear for you, You bro. want him to at least hug him, pet him. something. If it was me, I would have been crying at his feet. But I hear the creator saying with the CGI, it was Not an I'm issue. The I, I hear, hey dude, I hear you. That was what they said. And I was like, I'm still butthurt. <laughs> of course, I would have rather him hug the damn dog. Or wolf.
1: Outside of the Euron stuff, the biggest problem I had with the episode was actually Brawn. He just shows up there yeah. with a crossbow. How the hell did he get by all those Winterfell soldiers and just sneak into that room and be like, I'm here to kill you guys. I mean,
0: we we know that he's in like he's he's sneaky we know that he's a dangerous guy but it was like pretty quick oh you just kind of made it in with the crossbow that killed your father hey
1: you know how long it takes to travel from king's landing to winterfell but, but he just shows no, up but there. he
0: did leave what episode one and it yeah but up all the stuff
1: from episode one happened in two days
0: yeah true but i'm just saying so but they gave him episode one he was leaving cersei and maybe then, not
1: two days maybe a couple days
0: but i i think they gave it in, in game of thrones terms i think they gave it enough time but for him to show up like that was oh shit then him punching Tyrion, you're like, Oh, yeah. oh shit, bro, okay.
1: There, there was a good callback in this part where Tyrion does he they they like, call back to the time where Tyrion There's so
0: many callbacks. If you
1: ever if you're ever paid to kill me, I'll triple it. Yep. Like and they called back to that and they had a good conversation and Bronn did He'll double it. you it was- know. Um he said, I'm gonna shoot you and they didn't believe him. He shot the crossbow shot to like kinda prove that he was real. But he said, They're gonna give me River Run, and now they said, No, wait a minute, wait a minute, we'll give you Highgarden. And he's like, Okay. But the issue I have, besides him magically showing up and getting past the guards out of nowhere, was Tyrion says to him, well, I'll give you Highgarden. And his response was, cool. I think I think Cersei's going to lose anyway. Yeah, he's
0: worried about the dragons.
1: Why the fuck did you partner with her in the first place? You've been friends with Tyrion and Jaime the whole time.
0: He's playing both fields. For
1: what? To get a castle?
0: Yeah. It's what he wanted. Remember, that's what he always wanted. He always, from the season one, one or two, yes. all he ever wanted was a castle. I know he so, married some ugly chick to uh, almost get I, one. I like that he stuck with his game plan the entire time. I don't blame him for trying to play both fields, but I think that confirmed to me that he's dying in episode five.
1: You think Braun's out? Yeah. I think we don't see Braun. I think like Braun, he's not going to
0: fight. Uh, I, I think he's going to try not to, but if Jamie sees him, he's going to get the upper hand.
1: Well, Jamie left. I'm oh, oh. sorry, guys. I'm really tired. Jamie left to go up to Winterfell, or to go up to down down to King's Landing from Winterfell. Braun just is there. He does, well, he I, left. We don't know where he went. He just left. So I think he's. Dead.
0: I uh, I i hope we find him and kind of on familiar territory, so, and he dies
1: So Brienne and Tyrion and Jamie and Pod, I think, are all playing a drinking game. Uh, pretty early on in the episode like uh basically it's like two truths and a lie i'll say something about you and if it's true you have to drink if not we all drink da 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 da. so they're playing that game there's some sexual tension between Brienne and jamie you find out that Brienne's a virgin Tyrion says you're a virgin she gets up and she leaves um Tormund with some comedy in there and says, like, he tries to go. Jamie stands up and stands in front of him. He's like, you're not going to go in there. He goes in there. And I'm cool with them kind of paying this off. I would have preferred them to stay friends. But you you don't think they could have just done better than a drunken hookup? I would have really liked some love in this scene, not just some drinks. I hear
0: you, but I think Brienne probably needed it just because obviously we find out you know she's a virgin and shit, and I think that was like the extra courage I think she probably needed.
1: It's Jamie Lannister. I hear you. <laughs> like, do you need some? Do you need some liquid courage to fuck Jamie? Well, the, I mean, the, hey, the how, how she, but
0: how she is, and you know, I, I and I kind of liked his comment. I've never had sex with a knight before. I've never had sex before, and I was like, <laughs> that that was that was a nice line.
1: Uh, what did you think about Jamie just up and leaving?
0: I just, you know, like I think I, I saw like an interview of him and the way he explained of Nikolai and the way he explained it is like Cersei's an addiction. And at first you think he's making his clean getaway and, you know, he gets a taste of Brienne and then he hears what Cersei's doing, just killed a dragon. And, you know, is he going back to help her, or is he going we, back to kill her? We don't know. What do you think? I think he's going back to kill her. I would agree.
1: I think he knows that she's so addicting and so poisonous that as yeah. long as she's living, he can't love again. I think he's trying to go kill her so he can be with Brienne.
0: And also, I don't and I think him, I don't think he deserves Brienne and how he's like I don't deserve you. He says I'm a monster and he just don't see himself as a good guy. He just sees himself as that monster.
1: So like him the him leaving thing. 2 days or maybe he, a few he days before two a couple days before he leaves within the week. Right, the night before the the battle, he knights her. Yeah. So in that short time, that girl goes from n- being knighted the first fucking yeah. way the, that that's the only ever thing happened, she never
0: thought she would probably get,
1: which is awesome because yeah. I love Brienne. She's a fantastic yeah. character. But then this tough warrior woman that we've grown to know so yeah. much starts crying over a man leaving. She go with him. Yeah. And kill but, the
0: bitch yourself. But her loyalty is to the Stark. Is to Sansa. That's what she's. I, but she swore oath to her I, mom. I know. Sansa. But, I that, that's but that's the, that's only, that's reason. the, only, not, the only reason. if not she might have went to go to something stupid. It's but just, hey, that was her first love. She experienced heartache, and I. It, it's it's horrible, obviously. But we'll see if they have a, a happy ending. ending? the pun. I do. not yeah. think so.
1: I think he's. Th- th- is this the last time they no, see? No. Each okay. Other? No.
0: It could, it could be. Hey, Jamie goes. Blah blah. Kills her, and he gets. He killed. dies, mm-hmm. and then oh, Bran's pregnant. They could do something like that.
1: If Brienne is pregnant, I'm out. I'm fucking <laughs> done. I'm fucking done. Um, if
0: it is, you heard it here
1: first. So, you know the time jumps, right? You know how fucking long yeah. it takes things to happen. but Bothered they, you people, way
0: more than I think it's bothered me.
1: Here's a good one for you. Again, smaller, very easily getting over it. Mm-hmm. But, so all this shit happens, right? All of this shit. They clean up the bodies, da da da. They mm-hmm. go to the King's Landing. That takes a while. Cersei found out she was pregnant in what? The end of seven? Mm-hmm. So all of seven, the end of seven happens. All of eight has happened. They, all this time has passed. The wall's been down for a long time. She's never she been pre- does not look pregnant. No, she, she should be showing by now. No, of course. It's so been it's, months.
0: So she could be lying now. And obviously what, what jumps right to my boy. muscle, just jump right to it. Where at the end of Tyrion, Connie goes, he's talking to their freaking chemist guy or mad doctor, however you want to look at it. Bring him.
1: He's actually the hand. It's it's Kyburn. Kyburn,
0: that's his name. Kyburn. And he he's doesn't like his the, answer yeah. and he kinda of walks past her and arrows go and you think, oh shit, is this Tyrion's end? And he kinda of says, think about your baby. Yeah, because he knows she loves now, her children. Now if Euron has half a brain He did, he look he gave a he, look. He gave a look. So if they don't if he doesn't question her, something's gonna happen. He I think he's gone. This is this is the episode of Euron dies a horrible death. And if you but if you don't question it you just told me. How the hell does your brother know you haven't yeah. seen him in months? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, all right, uh, that's like my second point here. Okay. So i I got one more before okay. we dive into all of that shit. Uh, so there was an argument between Danny and Sansa, uh, where Sansa said we should let the troops rest a little bit, yeah. and Danny says every day that passes, we get weaker, and their enemy get the enemy gets stronger. Um, Which
0: I see, I see both people's points.
1: Who? So my that's my question. Is who do, who you, do you side
0: with? with. I don't know. I,
1: I we know what happened. Danny won. Yeah. But who would you have sided with?
0: I don't know. I I, I might have, I would kind of almost give a, a vote to the troops and kind of just saying how you like what's the morale like.
1: Mm-hmm. That would never happen in that world.
0: I, I know it wouldn't. But I'm like I'm I'm, I'm a fifty fifty. Cool. I would have literally went to my advisors or my hand or somebody. Like, so what's your hand say? Give me an answer. <laughs> I want an
1: answer. Give me an answer. If, if I it.
0: had to pick, I'd probably say I would arrest them. Yeah, I would arrest them.
1: So me too. Yeah. I I think there's a problem with Danny. Let not wanting her soldiers to rest. If if it takes two weeks to get there, that's a long march. After you just had a long night, the, the long night, the battle. What's a couple more days? Like what's yeah. what's? A, Cersei's defenses are already as strong as they're going to get. Yeah. She already has a billion scorpions. She knows what she's doing. She has the mountain. Like they're not getting any bigger. They're already there. Yeah. And just a couple more days isn't going to help. Uh, Isn't going to hurt, I mean. So, I actually have a problem with the way Danny was written in this episode because you don't know, they don't know what they want to do. They're trying to like make it seem like she's the Mad Queen, but then she goes and does the Gendry thing, which is completely redemptive. So, she's playing hot and cold. She's both turning into the Mad Queen, but doing these super nice things that kind of redeem that. And then, like, that scene with John, where she's like, don't fucking tell him, like, this is a fucking order. She didn't say it quite like that. But like, there's that like I dominant uh, Danny. I
0: just saw her. I, I mean, I saw how she was saying it. She was worried about how people were like going to feel about it. Would they respect them? How would they rule? Because all she wants is the throne.
1: But they're setting it up like she's going to be no, the Mad I, Queen. I agree, I agree. And you know, Cersei still has just as much potential think, to be I, the Mad yeah, Queen as she does. They
0: honestly, they're both a coin flip. Who could be the Mad Queen? I, and
1: I, I think there's wildfire still at play that Cersei has. The bitch blew up the Sept. Yeah. She doesn't give a fuck.
0: Yeah. And she I, is insane. And and I. I I honestly think that Cersei would be the one to blow up everything. That if she if she knows she's about to lose, everyone goes. If she can't 100%, have the, dude. she can't have the throne. Yo,
1: hundred percent. She's yeah. got wildfire under King's Landing, ready to go in so, case she's I about. Could, to And die. I can
0: kind of see how, her going like, everything's beat. You're having obviously heart like a crazy game battle. Mm-hmm. I think Arya's gonna have a huge role in that because obviously she's with the Hound. And I, I just feel like she's – after she knows she's done, she kills maybe, – maybe she kills her and, and, and uh, Jamie together. Everyone blows up. Everyone dies.
1: Probably that won't anything? happen, but that would be a – that would make Game of Thrones Game of Thrones again. And I would – except for the Night King episode, I, it would redeem everything
0: for me. And then they have do something like – And like then that. Sansa's like the freaking queen. Even still, at yeah. least they do
1: something ballsy like yeah. that, where in one swoop, literally everyone's gone, and you have no idea what to do next. And as a viewer, you're just like... Like,
0: I, I know Grey Worm. He's coming in hot. He's going to kill everybody.
1: He's going to die oh, killing everybody. Exactly, yeah. but
0: he, he's got nothing to live for now.
1: So, let's get to it. Yeah. Euron.
0: Yeah.
1: So, Euron's fleet yeah. hid behind a fucking rock. Yeah. Right? So, Danny is on her way back to Dragonstone, but she's he- cut off at the pass uh, because Euron was waiting behind a rock, shot... Very convenient scorpion arrows, three of them in a row, three for three, taking down Rhaegal, killing two of her dragons now, uh, with the Night King killing one and, and him killing another. She's down to one dragon. What did you think overall of the continuity behind that scene? Of he, he's got some perfect aim, and, and, and mean, Rhaegal just happened who, to Who go. the
0: fuck was shooting? Bullseye? I mean, you hit him in the chest. Will the wh- Smith, they had him cameo. Dude, you, no, no, I'm Bullseye from Marvel. Dare oh, okay. he don't miss. So he's always on target. Deadshot. No, I said dared. I said but bullseye. But doesn't Deadshot never miss too? Yeah, that, I guess could so You could have went Deadshot, but I went. I went bullseye. But you hit him in the chest, the wing. You hit him through the throat. Yep. Number one. If they're flying that high, I think you could see, see ships him. over. That was my biggest. Dude, complaint. Danny
1: can see for miles in the sky. And,
0: uh, may okay. Th- this is obviously what they killed it. For obviously, for a huge shock value. It, it's it'll save them a boatload of money for episode five and six. And and that's it. And that's why he died. There's there's no way the dragon should... and they'd be fly. They would be flying so much higher. Yeah. And even like the next episode, I know these like the one scene the, the dragons over King's Landing. and You just kind of see you're on looking up at the the sun. Whether I heard people saying it could be ravens, it could be a dragon.
1: Bro, he ain't scared of of Drogon. He just killed Rhaegal. Yeah. Like they in that teaser. The last scene is Rhaegal or Euron looking up, and you hear Raaah! from a Drogon, and he's and he starts to give a look, and they cut away, and it's like he's not scared of a dragon. Cersei's not scared. They have so many but, scorpions around King's Landing and on their ships. They just killed Rhaegar. What
0: they do, they they have to utilize him. You got to come up above them and just come down hard. Better, That's how you do it.
1: Better, better idea. So a- after that whole thing happens, and they go three for three from the foul line. Uh, then they become Ben Simmons because yeah, they man. couldn't hit him Nick. to save their lives. Danny does the reactionary thing, which is okay. I'm cool with Danny. Just I got high when she was ah, screaming. I
0: was high. And
1: she just goes in hot. But then they conveniently miss every shot because, yeah. you know, they're on ships that are rocking in the water. It's fucking impossible, I, I mean, whatever.
0: I mean, he literally could have flew around them. And, and killed them I mean, from behind. Greg, of dude, course. Of bro, course.
1: if she's smart, she goes behind because those things are already facing one way. It would take minutes upon minutes yeah. to turn their and, ships around. And
0: they were so close together they wouldn't be able to do it. Nothing. And it's another way, a clear way of like, okay, even though Drogon should have killed them all yep. in that one flame. Just
1: flown behind them.
0: Yeah. So
1: here's my biggest problem and this is the theory I was teasing earlier even though it's not really a theory just a thought I had. Dude, if... If... I believe we both think Danny should have been able to see them from a mile yeah. away. That was my, right? my biggest gripe. Why wouldn't Bran warg into some crows and do some scouting?
0: Yeah, that's a thought.
1: And then he goes and he checks out Dragonstone, makes sure nobody's there, and then he says, all clear, we're good. Or even go to King's Landing and say, she's got this, 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 and this, and this. I mean, maybe he comes Uses through. Maybe pe- he attacks. He didn't. She got her fucking yeah, dragon I, I
0: hear that, but maybe he does something else. Maybe he's building up this raven army to have them help as a distraction when they're going into for this final battle. He
1: has just become so useless. Yeah, yeah. And we've... Wasted so much time on him, and he was even absent for like all of season five. Yeah. And it's like we are so Which is we pay-off. keep hearing Which is we, we yeah. keep hearing he's the most powerful. He does this; and that. he couldn't even work into some crows. And because the Night King knew that it was him, yeah. he looks up and they fly away. Oh yeah, man! Because he, he when he touched them, mm-hmm. he can always tell you, where he's at. So now, but Cersei doesn't know that. Cersei has yeah. no. If she saw crows, she wouldn't say, "Oh." There's Bran. Hi yeah. Bran. Yeah, well, not really. no just one knows except Crows. Just so like he could have very easily warged into some crows, said, Oh, by the way, Euron's ships are there. Danny comes from behind him, roasts them all. Now you just took out a huge piece of Cersei, yeah. her fleet. You still have the scorpions in King's Landing to kill Drogon and, and Rhaegal, but you just even the score. And now that like, gives a dent into Cersei. But yeah. nope, Cersei just becomes even more powerful. And it's just like, God damn, Euron's OP, man.
0: No, I he hear he's
1: like OP he, he is, kills but, everyone
0: but I, Yara see ya
1: everyone see ya like, Yara's still alive no like when he kidnapped her it yeah, was just like yeah. see ya we're just gonna blow up every single fucking ship except for like two and then we're gonna take you yeah and then I'm gonna go bang Cersei
0: and you can go free he's Game of Thrones Cap- or, uh, or Marvel's Captain Marvel he's <laughs> Captain
1: yeah, Marvel yeah, yeah. like t- totally overpowered um, so yeah I, I thought that um, ooh there is a piece of an article I wanted to read from Forbes theories? Mm, Here it is. This has to do with the Euron thing. The worst thing about last week's battle was the lack of anything remotely like an actual military tactic. Sending the Dothraki off to die in the very beginning against an enemy force they couldn't even see was wildly stupid and something no military leader would have actually done. But it made for a cool shot as the flaming Dothraki swords rushed into the black and winked out one by one. Well, 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 when Rhaegal was shot by the scorpions... Danny makes the headlong charge at Rayon's or Euron's fleet, despite each ship having a scorpion. She veers off and uh, veers off when they shoot, and then just disappears from the fight entirely. Okay, and again, why didn't she just fly around them? Um, I guess I didn't really have to read that.
0: <laughs> oh well,
1: <laughs> guys, it's staying. Yeah, oh well. I'm not editing it out. I forgot that that's where I got that theory from was a Forbes article. Oh well, oh well, that's you got not it. that's. That's staying
0: in. Yeah, we'll keep no, it. In. We're failing. We do it live. Fuck so, it.
1: So Cersei kills Masande.
0: Yeah, which we all knew was coming. I, I, I don't know When people said. There was so much suspense. There was no suspense. No. I knew she was dead.
1: So, she lets Tyrion live. Um,
0: that I, at that second, I was like, shit, the arrows could fly at this point.
1: Yeah, and and you have an idea that that he could. There was a minute there where I was like, oh fuck.
0: Uh, if you didn't say, oh fuck, there bullshit. Uh,
1: but here's the funniest part is. She's paying Braun a literal castle to kill him when she could have just done it right there and said, eh, yeah. You're you're fucked.
0: Yeah,
1: And and in reality, right, here's how the scene could have gone. Um, as soon as he's walking up, right, fire all the scorpions. All the boat, the cross, the spears. Just kill everybody. Just there. kill everyone there. And then anyone who's still living, just go kill him. And, like, it could have saved you a lot of headache, I mean. Because the reason she doesn't do it is because she's still living by Robert Baratheon's, like, parlay. Yeah. Where it's like you don't you don't kill the enemy yeah. right there. But, like, when does, when does she care about well,
0: that? Well, like that, that was always the rule. Right before a battle comes, they all meet out front. And but, like, okay, but, she, but
1: when does she care tomorrow. about that? If every other evil force or good force is gone, no more Night King, no more White Walkers, this is the last big thing. If she can kill these guys, she gets the throne <laughs> maybe, for the rest of her maybe life. Maybe
0: she's just getting overconfident.
1: Man, I, I just—it would have been pretty fucking stunning if all of a sudden you just see scorpion bolts fly off of them because there's like thirty around King's Landing and just go boom, boom, kill Tyrion, put him to the ground like in Spider-Man when you web him. But then the what ground. do
0: you do for the last two episodes when they're all dead? It's like, oh, I guess Cersei just stays. uh Well, John's not wait. there yet. True.
1: So it'd be a John Cersei thing because yeah. John should have been the one to kill the Night King. So now at least he can fucking kill someone because like if he don't kill Cersei at this point, what the fuck is his point? Like uh, see, it's I, I, really I
0: like, I don't, I don't want John to kill Cersei. me neither. That's I don't my him. point.
1: Me I don't, neither.
0: I don't want that. If, it, if he does, I might be upset. So that what, might be a complaint. So about.
1: like John has to have a purpose.
0: John and, already, I think John already served his purpose. He gathered without John, they don't have anything. He served his purpose. He should have been the one to kill that. I can. See, I mean, I could see that, but I like the swerve. I like the swerve.
1: So if he kills the mountain, doesn't matter. No, he's it's not. not gonna, he's not he going. If he kills to... Kyber, and if he kills Cersei, if he it, the, none there's, of it will no, have any levity. No,
0: there's no one else that he could kill. Right. Unless Jaime does some shit, and then he has to kill Jaime. That's it. Who else could he kill?
1: Exactly, and that, that's why I think like, what's John's point right now? He's kind of I don't know, pointless. But uh, what did you think of Masande when Cersei says "say your last words" and she chooses the word Dracarys?
0: I liked it. I thought it was. What do you think it meant? I mean, it no, le- it, know it literally, it legitimately, it literally means dragon fire. Yeah. So it literally burn them. Yeah. That's how I took that.
1: So some people are misunderstanding this, or I shouldn't say misunderstanding. I should say there's a debate going on about what what she meant. Could burn it all mean the entirety of King's Landing? Fuck the civilians. Or just your enemies, just burn down the villains.
0: Burn this oh, bitch. I think is it's what just.
1: I, I think it's. I think it's definitely just. The burn villains. this bitch. Yeah. Misande is not a character who wouldn't care about the civilians. Yeah. She she cares only about the villains. So I think there's just like a, a play there. If like we're going too far, in a misunderstanding things. there. But like for sure, they only did that as like a giant awesome gif for later. Like now, just forever, we can make gifs of Misande saying Drakaris and put it on Twitter, uh, and it's like. Ah, she chose that word. I'm cool with it. I like, am totally cool but with it. What else
0: was she going to say? Grey Worm, I'm sorry I can't be at the beach. I love you. Eh, they already said that. I love you. No. Yo, I they, love you. I think he They're knows. They're right there. He knows He's right that there. she loves him. You. Didn't, Everyone go after you, yourself. But she, your I, love. I, you I just said, like you, the fact that she was looking at Danny and Cedric.
1: She, she chose to say her last words to Danny and not the love of her life.
0: Yeah, They just met.
1: Literally, that's like that's like <laughs> he me. He didn't even have a penis. That's like me being on top of there and you and Ashley being on the ground and I'm talking to you instead of
0: her. No way.
1: Yes. I'm choosing my friend as opposed to the love of my life. But
0: you knew her all your life. All he knew was battle. It's a new love oh, for him. I'm, He's you're, still developing not, feelings. You're, you're taking it. I'm just you're like devil's advocate here. I know
1: I've, I've, known, I've known my wife for a long time. That's why we were married. Uh, but it's like I really wish she would have said something to him instead of her. That's all. I don't care what it was. It didn't
0: have to be "I love you," but like something. To uh, she like. just to me, she spent more time with Danny. her I'm pregnant. Her. <laughs> that oh, crazy. One of that he has no dick. <laughs> I cheated on no, you. That, <laughs> that, that like... That's
1: why I'm telling you. If she said I'm pregnant. Yeah. He'd have been like, "Yo," and up. he would have just gone mad, queen. Mad did you see
0: the meme of um, Grey he's turning And it's a Sunday, like on the floor, like my Sunday, <laughs> like my Sunday. Oh <laughs> my god! I died when I saw. <laughs> no, I
1: never saw that. oh the show, That's sure great. Um, all right, so that's it. Um, that's really all that happened. There are some other things that happened throughout the episode. Did you have anything else you wanted to cover? Um, like story think, hits that we missed?
0: Think, what what do we miss? We still have our top three, so we, there's some stuff. Hound and Arya going. Yeah. I thought that was good. Like, she went with him, and he was goddamn like, God damn it. Yeah. That was cool. So again, that's setting up the huge click game. Ball. I think we're getting in an episode five. Yeah. But Arya is going to save him. And I think maybe he dies. Maybe she saves his life. They both die together.
1: He is totally... I, I think. I think they both deliver a mortal blow to each other. But
0: I like, I like the man. Hound. I, I even liked him, his his talk with Sansa. Goes back to what he said, the little bird. Mm-hmm. he's like, I know all about you. And she's like, you know, if you never went with me, none of this would happen. Mm-hmm. I, and I kind of liked... She said, no, I would. I still would have been that little bird if I didn't deal with this, this, and this. And I, I got them bastards back. Yeah. And I was like, all right, Sansa and Hound. I was like, that was a nice scene. Really liked it. So is that in your top three? Mm-mm. What is your top three? My number three... Well, I, was Arya rejecting Gendry because it, it was a callback from yeah. season one with Ned Stark and Arya when she literally when he says you know, you'll have a wife or like you'll have a father but or kids a, a husband I don't want that and she said that's not me yep. and a callback from season one I was like bam that's easily on my list number two probably when Tyrion tells Cersei that about the kid and the child I was like oh shit because now, now you're causing conflicts in there because so I thought that was cool and my number one was Varys and Tyrion. Just them two plotting again. I was like, "Fuck! God damn it, Vars! You have to mess this shit up." It's just Game of Thrones at its best. Uh,
1: my number three is just the scene of them playing that drinking game. I just think that's oh, okay. fun, good storytelling and character development because you're learning all about the characters yeah. that Game of Thrones does really well. That smaller show don't tell because like you only you they show you because if they drink they did it. If they didn't, they didn't. So like. You learn about a character that way. So I appreciated that. My number two was, as much as I gripe, Cersei is the shit. Yeah, she a is a great villain. Yeah. Like,
0: man.
1: You know what's crazy is, as much as you hated Joffrey, and as much as you hated...
0: You'll um, always hate Joffrey the most. I don't give a show anyone sense. As
1: much as you hated Joffrey, and as much as you hated uh, Ramsey um, Bolton? Yeah. Uh, as much as you hated those guys, and even some people even say like the Night King and Euron, Cersei's just the constant. Yeah, from episode one, she she's never been changes. A douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think she's, she play, is she's awesome.
0: a plain bitch from season one to season eight. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. And
1: then my number one is the fact that they did sow the seeds of betrayal and political intrigue. It's been a damn while, so shout out to every single Varus and Tyrion yeah. scene. Um, that's the last thing we really have to cover is we finally have the seed sown that either Varus, Tyrion, or both may turn on Danny.
0: Yeah, uh, well, and it looks—I mean, you think it's going to be Tyrion, but uh, when he says, "I believe in our queen," like he, f- it felt sincere. Yeah. So I think it'll be Varus to do it before it'll be Tyrion.
1: Um, is there any chance that they tag team this shit?
0: Like they—that they, like that they, they plot both together? Turn? I mean, there, it's them two. It would, would you
1: think it would need to be more than just Varus? Like Varus is not I a don't warrior, know, he, but he
0: knows everyone. He's just so sneaky. If he wants something done, it could get done. If anyone I, could do it, it's him.
1: I love the fact that we're going into this episode with that question. Yeah, I will we don't tell know. you right now: if we're here this time next week and there is no mother effing payoff, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs>
0: <because> <laughs> no, it's not. They're finally, they're
1: finally building it up again. Yeah, I'm gonna lose my shit if they just if nothing happens and they both help Danny win. And I'm just gonna take this microphone. And I'm Some,
0: something's going to happen. Shine it, it up real if nice. If anything, the game ball will be everything. Cleganebowl. I, 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 have, I have. I'm so hyped for that. All right. <laughs> Prediction
1: time. Go, Cle, Bowl will happen. Who else dies?
0: Grey Worm's gone. Um, Cersei. No, not yet. I, I think Bronn's gone. I, I really think Bronn's going to die. Okay. I
1: don't think we see him.
0: I mean, you could be right, but I just feel like he 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 came in too cocky. Does
1: Yara come back to help?
0: I I'll, I always think she'll come back to, to avenge her brother, even though. I know it wasn't, but she's...
1: I thought we were going to get some Hal and Reed up in this bitch, and that
0: never happened. Yeah.
1: So that's not... I don't know if that's um, going to come back. Maybe the army that Miss Melisandre was supposed to be going to get maybe shows up to help out. Uh, I'm
0: kind of hoping to see Tormund, like, kind of, like, get some wildlings back and kind of just surprise to help. Like, I'm not going to leave you behind. Rush. Yeah, maybe Again, where you, maybe you see, like, uh, ghost again, again.
1: that takes a... No, by again, the time he you. travels out, gets them, and goes down to King's Landing, all, that battle's done. Like
0: it's Unless hard. he comes at the end, you think they're all about to die. And last second, there that's comes Tyrion to on top of Ghost.
1: <laughs> that's new Game of Thrones, though, man. Like the last second save. It's just, there's not a lot of consequences. Yeah. Kyburn,
0: uh, uh, he deserved I, him and that old bastard. Where's that Gertie That like he, he acts like he's hurt. Is he still alive? I haven't seen that guy in a while. Remember the guy that used to be like in the um, the Lannisters? He was his old. You know, the one time he had that scene, he's in the bed with the chick.
1: And he's super old? He's, oh, he's he, been
0: dead. He's been dead? Okay, I couldn't remember if he died or not. Yeah,
1: he okay. either died of natural causes or somebody killed him. I can't remember. Okay. Which, I, All right, I cool. mean, like, that's only two ways you I, die. I just thought we saw him, but I guess not. I, yeah, he's been dead. Okay. Um Grandmaster Is that his who you're name? thinking of?
0: I don't, I don't remember his name
1: the super super old guy he eventually starts to grow a beard and he has to like tuck himself in
0: I th- one he wore like a metal girl but when he took it off he was like ah like yeah. he was spry like he was yeah. hiding that he was still in good condition but he was acting like he was an old super frail man.
1: super old dude with a young chick in bed
0: yeah it was like a it was like a whore a prostitute yeah, yeah. alright yeah, we know who we're talking about we digress about.
1: um who am I thinking of who am I thinking of there was another Tyrion
0: uh not yet
1: Jamie. hmm
0: yeah, Varys. Probably not yet. Drogon. No, you know what, Danny. I would love Danny to find out and guts him herself. Drogon. Looks him in the but eyes. I would,
1: dude. No way. Drogon. No.
0: no. Yeah. No. Fire. Yeah. See it, Varys. Yeah, that's why I would like him to go like that. Drogon
1: lives. I hope. How we got one with left without him? Without him, it's gonna be tough. Uh, Grayworm. Did I already he's say gone. that? Yeah,
0: one? he's He's gone. Um, I, I, I would say the Mountain and the Hound.
1: Both of them dead. Yeah. And I then, think
0: they're gonna. That's gonna be like a ten minute. John,
1: no. Sansa. John no and he's alive? He lives. Yeah, I think John lives it through this one. Sansa, is she there? She's back in Winterfell.
0: No, she's fine. They
1: could be sending. Remember how they did that fake out the one time and then killed everybody
0: in Highgarden? I mean, it, killed... it could be. I, I would say no, but I think she's okay. Mm-mm. Lives. Yeah.
1: Am I missing anybody like major? Last week I missed somebody major. Danny, I think I think she's yeah. I, I
0: think she's okay. Yeah. Then
1: who the fuck's gonna die of
0: consequence? I don't know. I don't know. The, it's gonna be Grey Worm. Game Ball, Grey so, Worm, like that.
1: All right. So Game of Thrones is known for their penultimate episode of the season, aka episode nine, to do the big thing and then ten ties it off. Do you think that this episode yeah. we're gonna get? Who wins, and then next episode's going to be the internal conflict. Do you think Cersei
0: dies? They figure it out. I, I dude, I, I don't. Game of Thrones, you just fucking don't know. It's, like, it, but it's I'm, been more predictable lately. I, I mean, the only thing I predicted was that Missandei that she was dead. Once yeah. she was captured, like I 100 knew she was fact. I didn't know that Rhaegel was about to die. Yeah, that was a shock. But I mean, I would at this point, like. I I don't know what big surprise values are left.
1: I, I think uh, M. Cassini said that well. Like There aren't a ton of WTF moments left in the show, but we'll find out this coming yep. Sunday, and this time next week we'll have our review of Episode 5, The Big Battle. I'm sure it'll be called uh, The Battle of King's Landing or some Could shit. Could be The Last Battle. The Last Battle. That's That's definitely the prediction yeah. there. We'll be right back after this word from the Earth Station DCU podcast on the ESO Network.
0: I'm Drew Leiter. And I'm Cletus Jacobs. And we're inviting you to check out our podcast, The Earth Station DCU. We talk all things DC Comics, television, movies, and news.
1: We'll give you weekly comic recommendations and keep you informed on what's going on with DC TV and movies.
0: We are part of the ESO Network. You can catch a new episode weekly on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are found. And we'll start out in the gaming space. Sony just had their state of play. We both had to watch it.
1: I love how you say had.
0: <laughs> like it was well, a like, chore. But no, like had like it's our job. That's yeah. how I looked at it, not like it's a chore. Yeah,
1: they had their second ever state of play, that Nintendo's Direct style. And I didn't really write down anything that happened, but it started off with a DLC pack for uh monster hunter world an expansion called like iceborne i think where it's going to be on the winter
0: it, it looked it cool looked pretty neat I, I, for me for us not really ever playing I, I never played monster hunters i don't know but you did yeah but i was like it looks kind of cool
1: there was uh some indie games announced um there wasn't heavy vr presence like no. there was last time yep. so i appreciated that i think there was only one maybe two mentions of vr um some cool indie games where there's some cool indie crossover stuff some dungeon crawler stuff uh, they showed an update for Medieval, which is the PS1 remake that they announced the PSX two years ago. And then they uh, set a new bundle, um, a Bundaroo. And they ended the fucking state of play. It was only like 10, 12 minutes long in an amazing way. Yeah. Well, I guess it was amazing. I don't know because, like, this show wasn't, or this game was announced three years ago. And uh, we this is the first time we've heard anything about it in three years. It, they ended with a new trailer. Uh, And a teaser for the Final Fantasy VII Remake.
0: But it looked gorgeous. It
1: sure did. I was like,
0: God damn it. Cloud
1: looked great. They all looked great. And they said more info coming in June. June. We know PlayStation's not going to be at E3. So my prediction is they're going to have a third state of play during E3 week. My guess is they're going to do it uh, Sunday night or Monday night. Normally, whenever they would do their conference, they're going to do a state of play instead. That's, That's my guess. That makes sense. And the internet will love it because the next day is Nintendo's. So it's like, I get two direct style things at once. And my prediction is the state of play is going to be like 20 minutes long in June. And but they're going to give us a I'll release tell you what window. Though,
0: I did like that this was like 10, 12 minutes. It was short, sweet, to the point. You, you, you weren't there for 30, 45 minutes. I love boom, those boom, stuff. boom, boom, out.
1: I love those. Yeah. And the reason it was 10 minutes is because they don't have much anymore. Yeah. They're waiting for PS5. PS5 yeah. So what they're doing is smart. As poor as these have been executed from like a Sony standpoint, like a Sony fanboy standpoint, it is what it is, guys. Yeah. Like you should be lucky to be getting these presentations in the first place. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I think they're getting all the kinks out now and establishing that this is going to happen every two to three months. I mean, months. they're only
0: going to get better. So
1: when PS5 comes out and they start to do them and they have new announcements and new games and it's a whole new cycle
0: again. It'll be like the Switches. Is- it'll be like
1: they yeah. already started because remember when the, when the Wii U dropped and they first started doing nintendo direct people hated them yeah they were shit but now they're the most anticipated thing in, in yeah. the gaming space so it's like or some of the, the most anticipated and it's like they had four years to perfect it and yeah. now they're really good at them yeah. so i think Sony's the same path right now there's getting the kinks out and by the time five is here they're gonna be really fun
0: can't wait for them days oh, i'm pissed about this story why, <laughs> I'm, why just ki- I'm just pissed? kidding the, the, but in every fucking game, the original Devil May Cry is coming to Nintendo Switch. Yeah,
1: dude, it's just weird that it's the original and not the HD trilogy. It's like, you could have brought that trilogy yeah. to Switch. They're doing it, apparently, one at a time. And it's like, that's, mixed, that's Nintendo's greed. Yeah, exactly. and and that's, and
0: at least kind of a bad taste, you know what? because of the greed.
1: It might be Capcom's idea, because it was Capcom's idea to do the Mega Man stuff with one game on a cartridge and one game as a download code. So, like... That's a lot of Capcom's decision, so I don't know if I can necessarily blame it on Nintendo. But Nintendo has to green light it. You're getting us a fucking what, 19 year old game on Switch, which is fine. It's gonna sell well. All the Capcom shit's doing really well on Switch. Devil May Cry. It's this first time ever on a Nintendo console. Yeah. So I'll take it, but I'm not gonna buy it. What what, well, what I mean, would I gain you from ha- it? If you hit to me, if you I have, have the HD trilogy you're fine. for for well, you're I have fine. it for
0: the better console. I have for Xbox. You bastard. EA Access finally coming to PS4 in July.
1: Uh, EA Access is like you get a couple, you get the games like two days early so you can play new games that's, earlier than everybody cool. else and you get a bunch of free old
0: EA Well, you can get to play it or you're able to download it? No, play okay, it, okay. actually play okay. it.
1: So like NHL comes out you're playing with your buds online before anybody else's. That's a pretty yeah. neat perk and they give you like all the EA backlog of games for nothing. Kind of like Xbox Game Pass where you can just play a bunch of Xbox games. This is EA's version of that. It's $5 a month. It's finally coming to PlayStation in July and as it was written it said 30 a year. To me that doesn't seem right 5 bucks a month is $60 a year so if you're going to give somebody a 50% discount well, that's... just for signing it for the year, that's a hefty discount but if that's right and that wasn't a typo, pay the 30 yeah, bucks. a dude, year. Yeah, dude it's a steal.
0: Why not? You'd be stupid not to. John Wick Hex is coming to PC and Mac as an Epic Game Store exclusive.
1: If you're familiar with Steam Epic kind of does their own thing. Epic is the team behind Fortnite. Um, they have their own game store and What they're doing is John Wick Hex, it's a uh, strategy game in a kind of an anime, not anime, kind of like a cartoon style. The the art style looks nice. It looks like Streets of Rage 4. Um, It's going to be a strategy game coming to PC and Mac, but only for the Epic Games Store. So if if you have Steam or a console, you're kind of beat. I would imagine it'll come to consoles later, but right now it's an exclusive to the Epic Games Store. So if you're a John Wick fan, John Wick 3 comes out May 17th, a week from tonight, uh, which is crazy. It's right around the corner. Next um, week, baby. Go check out the game when it comes out. No release date yet, though.
0: Yeah. Nintendo announces E3 Direct.
1: Uh, just we know what day I yep. said earlier, yep. June 11th yep. at noon. Uh, that's Eastern time, so I know what the time I'm going to be taking my lunch break. <laughs> exactly.
0: Day. I know you ain't missing that shit.
1: I think it's going to be like 35 minutes long, and they said focusing on 2019 titles. There is already so much shit coming out this year. I have no idea what, like, what they could possibly like, what could be announce. I would have been cool if they said this was for like 2020 and beyond. If you like teased us with some far out shit, I'd have been cool because 19 is fucking stacked. Yeah, Mario Maker, Pokemon, like oh, you already have enough games, dude. Under your if belt. I were to pull up the list right now of games coming to the Switch in the second half of the year, we'd be here till 9:30. So like, I'm. Let, cool. Let's get
0: through this so you can go see Pokemon. Yeah,
1: but I see Detective Pikachu in one hour. So you got to get through the movies and the TV and the music and everything else. We got it. But into the movie section, we got a trailer for Far From Home, Spider-Man Far From Home. We got the second trailer. And I'm going to call myself out here. I watched it in the bathroom, taking a dump at work mm-hmm. with very low volume. Mm-hmm. And then my goal is to always watch like the analysis videos and mm-hmm. rewatch it again. And honestly, I didn't have time today and I totally
0: forgot and i did you know walk, what happened did, okay but you watch the trailer i know
1: what happens in the trailer i kind of forget it so that's bad hosting on my part i think did they say there's a theory about alternate timelines in this yeah they,
0: they mentioned the multiverse there was a quick scene where it basically mysterio says he's not from this earth okay which i'm gonna i'm just gonna be on record here and say that that's bullshit i think he's lying and I think this whole thing is orchestrating
1: the good guy, but we know he's not.
0: I think he's playing everybody. And right. I think everything we see is all him just trying to be the good guy. I think he's from this earth. All this shit is all him lying.
1: What if the good stuff that's happening is actually happening in the multiverse and then they cut back to the real world and he's the bad guy? Like all these things that actually do happen, but in some other far off earth, earth 22 or some bullshit. I mean, doing-
0: maybe I mean, could, it could again, happen.
1: I've only seen the, the trailer once. I know he says like I know they they really dive into what happens in Endgame. Well, the first, well, the first it's all about Iron Man. Obviously, like, before, I miss him. There's like murals everywhere. Right
0: before it starts, there was like a PSA from, yeah, you know, we're going Tom to Hunt. be spoiling no, the yeah, show. Yeah, Tom Holland, which which I liked was like, hey guys, if you've seen it, blah blah blah. If not, don't watch it. But again, first thing you see is Iron Man on the mural, like you just said. And he's like, I miss him every time I see you know this the suit. I think about him again. You see him later in the trailer. He's wearing Tony's glasses. I wasn't. That was like ah oh, shit. Yeah. So he
1: just wants a vacation, and we talked about that before, that that's what this movie's based on. is like the fallout from Endgame, and he and the friends that all, now we know, all were, were decimated by Thanos. They all come back, and they want to go on a trip together. And I like that we're going to see some bonding. I like that it takes place not in New York. I think New York is completely played out. Um, so I like that they're going to take it to Europe. But... um I, I didn't do enough of a job that I'm I, I hold myself to a certain expectation for this pod of looking at at least two analysis videos and watching the trailer at least two or three times and I just didn't this time so my I can't really offer anything.
0: I, I don't think there's nothing really apologize for, man. Pretty sure everyone saw the Spider Man trailer. It's not like it's a little well, indie film coming well, we're out. We're
1: usually here to give like little Easter eggs and fun little yeah, things but that I, happen. I, I
0: mean, still being so close to End Game, hopefully you know they see it for themselves. I think everyone their sister after seeing Endgame is going to see this movie.
1: Are you kind of at the point where you're like yo Marvel slow down because we know Marvel released or Disney released a bunch of yeah dates, not not titles, but dates for films and it's like two next year, two in 2021. And you're like, God, yeah, damn it, I, I Marvel! It, like, slow down.
0: There's a shit ton of films coming up, but this is the last one. I think we're getting for for like a little bit. They give us like a, a two I think. July until May, I think. So they give us some time. So it's I'm, I'm less kind than of a year. I'm am okay with it. I'm not thinking that it's super rushed. Like I think Marvel had this plan all along, and you know, I, I'm I'm okay with it. I don't think we're at superhero fatigue yet. Two but we a we, we year, could be getting
1: closer. year every year. I think that the reason we're not in superhero fatigue yet is. Star Wars is Star Wars. Marvel, it can be different characters. I know, I know the same thing can be said for Star Wars because the spin-off movies. But at the end of the day, they're all Star Wars. Yeah, and uh, it's like Solo. Okay, it's just young Han Solo. Yeah, it's just it's the same Han Solo we know and love. So, uh, I, I'm not at that point of fatigue yet. I'm just totally good without a Marvel movie. For a year or two,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And then you come back, and I'm in the theater night one. He said, "I like, I like a little break." I just think about it. Game of Thrones took two years off, and think about how hyped we were to go watch that first episode.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I I feel like after you lose Tony like that, you gotta. I don't know you. You you don't want to go away for too long.
1: There ain't no Iron Man four. Like, what's the first MCU Phase four film? Like, what is it? Is it Guardians three? Is it? black widow solo is it black panther 2 like is it some weird one that well, we don't I mean, te- expect well technically captain marvel 2 the next like,
0: marvel film they're shooting is black widow
1: but that doesn't mean it's
0: gonna be the yeah, next you're film right race, but, I, but it, it, if you said sam money what's the next film i would say black Widow because
1: black widow is now dead it takes it i don't think that can lead off your phase four because i would imagine phase four is going to start to build those characters we're going to be seeing for a while and we're just flat out never going to see black widow again after her solo film yeah she's gone She's dead so, like, I would be really I I, I think that, really that like,
0: her solo film is kind of like her curtain call.
1: For sure. You know? and she deserves a goddamn. Yeah. She died. <laughs> How about this? She literally died before she got her own solo movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's How just, many can say that? shit on yeah. her even yeah. more Marvel. But I think that movie is going to be good. Yes. Yeah, uh, Endgame has passed Titanic as the second highest grossing film ever. Uh, it's about to pass Avatar at $2.7 because it's only a matter of time. Yeah, it it could be. even be uh, by the another end of, like, week.
0: next week. Yeah, another week. Yeah.
1: Um, I think it's gonna cross three. It it's been it's the fastest movie ever to two billion dollars.
0: I like there there was like a, a a chart of how many days I think Endgame was like eleven. I got it. And it was like Titanic was like five thousand one hundred and twenty three or something.
1: Five
0: thousand two hundred and thirty three. Oh dude, that that's off the fly <laughs> shit. I'll take that.
1: Um, Star Wars: The Force Awakens was fifty four days. Infinity War was forty eight days. Avatar was forty seven days. That's interesting. Yeah. And Endgame was eleven.
0: Dude, dude, it's, I, it, I think it's going to make three billion, no problem. Then, good luck to any movie trying to beat that, because that's crazy. And Downey's got a back end, and so what? God knows what he's going to make out of that deal.
1: Oh yeah, for real, right, for real. Oh my god! So if he
0: made seventy-five million off of uh, Infinity War, he's making over a hundred million on this one. Easy.
1: Whew. Richard Madden is in talks to play Icarus in the Eternals film.
0: I mean. I loved it in Game of Thrones. He was Robb Stark for a I was hoping he was going to kind of last. And he's I was, like nothing in the books. Yeah, I know. He, but he's not in, in the show, I loved him. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And still that and that episode is still probably my favorite of the whole show.
1: I saw a video of somebody bitching about that scene and, like, the girl that he decided to marry yeah. instead of the fray. Because she's not in the books. So it's like... They just wrote a brand new character, so... He, yeah. uh, I, I won't get on the yeah, rabbit yeah. hole. But I, I like Richard Madden. Yeah, I think same. Rob Stark was a good character. Same. Again, we don't know enough about the Eternals film, so, or yeah, I, Eternals I, I, I've never read Eternals in general, so when we see actors that we know starting to sign up for the film, we're like, alright, cool, it gives me more of a reason to go see this film.
0: And, and it will give me more reason to read and look up what the hell the Eternals are about.
1: New Mutants has been delayed again. Yeah. I hate to say I told you so, but I don't think we're ever getting this movie in theaters.
0: I, hate, I mean, we're getting it, no matter what. I... But we're not getting it. What was the date? 2020?
1: Now it's 2021.
0: It was. It was that I thought. That was twenty twenty.
1: It got delayed to twenty twenty, and then got pushed back again to 2020. I Thought it
0: was nineteen. And got pushed back to twenty.
1: We would have known about that already. That's too late to delay I the, thought, the I, film I by I, a whole year. They delayed it before, like months ago. I could, ago. Have sworn it was, I, I could be per, wrong. But, I'm pretty sure. It's I mean, hey, I mean, now.
0: it's not like I, I, even when I saw the trailer, the trailer didn't do anything for me. Yeah, so. I, I, think
1: that. I mean, I'll still see the back. movie
0: regardless. But.
1: They're gonna push it back and push it back, and I think this is eventually just gonna get shit canned. Like it's done. They're going, to the, they're going to introduce the X-Men to the MCU before this movie comes out. And that, that would be a great Phase 4 film. What? To start off the fucking X-Men. Yeah. Reboot them in the MCU. That's how you kick off Phase 4 with a bang. That yeah, but I, I, awesome.
0: don't, I don't think they're going to do that, though, just because of Dark Phoenix. It's too soon. Dark Phoenix is going to suck. Boss. It's too soon. Why? It's too soon. You, you, you're going to reboot the X-Men a year after Dark Phoenix came out? Dude, said, no. You reboot Spider-Man three times since 2002. That's Spider-Man, X-Men. They're going to wait. They're, they're going to wait. <laughs> That's I'm telling you, they're not going to do it. Oh,
1: Jesus Christ. So as you know, um, I'm going to see Detective Pikachu right now. Uh, we thought that the movie had leaked online, but it turned out to be a very clever troll job.
0: Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. All I saw was Ryan Reynolds on, on Twitter. Someone was like, blah, blah, blah. Found the whole film leaked and he was like tagged attention Disney or Fox, whoever it was. And I, was, oh, nope, I ain't watching it. But then we find out it was.
1: It was just a little clever ruse. Yeah. It was just a dancing Pikachu for like an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, You see like a two minute scene of the, the, the guy walking yeah. in the room. He opens the door and there's Pikachu just dancing. I mean, it was pretty funny. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. That, that was a nice troll move.
1: So I have the review for it. Despite the film industry's resistance to video game movies, Pokemon Detective Pikachu has landed a critical hit. Sure, not everything goes off without a hitch, but the lifelike Pokemon provide a nonstop stream of delights to make the uh, weaker aspects of the movie forgivable. Smith's character gives... The story an emotional weight and Reynolds delivers an endearing comedic performance that's closer to his his subversive Deadpool shtick than you'd actually expect. While the video game movies haven't been the best track record, haven't had the best track record, this movie is by far the best example
0: of how to do one. That's good. Ada. Yep. That's solid. You can't. You can't. Or you. Can, I don't think all we wanted was a seven. Yep. So get an eight. We're happy.
1: Yo, I'm, awesome. I'm. I'm. I'm so pumped to
0: see this. Yeah. Movie. I'm. i going to try to go out and see it Saturday or Sunday.
1: Uh, there's another movie we've been talking about. It comes out on May 3rd called Long Shot. Seth Rogen. Yep. And Charlie. Charlie. on hot ones. Long Funny. Shot does not rewrite the rom com gospel, but that really doesn't matter. Charlie's Theron and Seth Rogen's chemistry elevates the story beyond its familiar formula. Rogen and Theron may not seem like the obvious choice to headline a movie about falling in love, yet Jonathan Levine's delightful script and skillful direction helps their relationship flourish. Mix in some stellar supporting actors like Bob Odenkirk and O'Shea Jackson Jr., and you have a very entertaining movie with a feel-good attitude.
0: 8-5. But it's good to hear. Like I heard they had good chemistry. I like both of them. I'm yep. definitely going to see this.
1: IGN's doing well right now. Uh, we also have a review for Token. Token, Tolkien, or Tolkien. Right? Tolkien, Tolkien. Yeah, G- it's it's what R yeah, R Tolkien, J yeah, R J-r. Uh, J-r. Tolkien. Yeah, J.R.R. Tolkien. It J-r? is. It yeah, I think
0: it's J R.
1: J R R, isn't it? J R R Tolkien. Yeah, that J-r, sounds right. Yeah, J R R R R R Tolkien. Is an interesting addition to the ever-growing canon of period biopics. Dome Kraskowski's R- uh romantic directorial eye and solid cast make this. Uh, Offerings stand out. The lack of critical eye that's lent to Tolkien's whole life or later readings of his work might leave some unsatisfied, but if you're looking for an immersive journey into the past that gives you insights to both creative pursuits and one of the world's foremost authors, as well as a touching and sometimes brutal look at war, then you'll enjoy this impressive balancing act of Tolkien.
0: 7 5. Seven oh.
1: So we have a lot of reviews today. That was nice. But word we're past it. Disney announces that three new, untitled Star Wars films will be released the weekend of Christmas, or the weekend before Christmas, in 2022, 24, <laughs> and 26. So Star Wars fatigue will will not be go- not be not not last that long, but we are getting at least, what, two, three years without a Star Wars film.
0: But I, I did like, well, I don't know. We'll three see years. We'll see if we, we'll see if we like Star it. That it was like star wars christmas avatar 2 star wars avatar 3 star wars Avatar 4 and then like avatar 5 up until 2027
1: yeah so D- disney has also <laughs> with that news delayed all of the avatar sequels which is just that's great for me i'm just very happy uh because i can't stand that shit avatar 2 was slated for december 18th 2020 but now december 17th 2021 Jesus So full Christ. year oh. avatar 3 originally hit december 17th 2021 now december 22 2023 Likewise, Avatar Four will open December nineteenth, twenty twenty-five, instead of December twentieth, twenty twenty-four, and December. I'm sorry. Finally, Avatar Five opens December seventeenth, twenty twenty-seven.
0: And and real quick, I Fucking I saw the budget know. that was on Avatar Two. The budget for Avengers was three hundred and fifty-six for Endgame. What do you think Avatar Two, 2 was? It is you already told me this morning, so I know the answer. Oh, four hundred fifty million. Yeah, I, I was. I knew I told someone. On that, but that's insane. It is. It's a huge, huge budget. God knows what three, four, five are. Holy fuck. Uh,
1: there was another trailer that... Oh, you know what? Actually, before that, Disney confirms that a Bob's Burgers film will come out with a 2020 release date.
0: You know, it was still scheduled that like yeah. it didn't get delayed. Yeah. So you're, everyone, you're still getting your Bob's Burgers.
1: And it's a great show. I'm happy they're doing a movie adaptation. I'm happy we still are confident in a release date because yeah. apparently everything's getting a crazy release date nowadays. So it's good to see that. There was another trailer that came out that I didn't get to watch. It was It Chapter 2. Oh, my God. It's on our Facebook right now if yep. you want to go watch it, but I did not it get a chance to. How awesome. was it?
0: Awesome. I, I can't freaking wait. Like the whole the whole first like minute, I think, it was just Jessica Chastain and this old, creepy old lady, and it just fucking gets awesome from there. You see some flashbacks of the kids. You see them all growing up. You see It. I'm ready. They have my money. I
1: saw a a single screen capture of it looked like Pennywise with oh. like ripping off a face. Oh my God. I, it, and and yo, you know me guys,
0: I don't like scary movies, but it, I'm in. I can't wait to see it. looks great. Oh man. I, I know. You, I, like, hey, you like the first one. Yeah, the first one was great. I just hope they can kind of stick with it and kind of, you know, stick to landing. Uh,
1: so we have our box office for this past weekend. And again, we're recording on Thursday. So this is for May 3rd through May 5th. Number 10 is little falling from number seven at 1.4. Number nine, Falling from number 6 at 1.5 is Dumbo. Number 8, hanging on to the list at 2.5 million. Falling from number 5 is Shazam. Number 7, falling all the way from number 3 at 3.7 million is The Curse of La Arena, which is a 54% drop week over week. Number 6, falling from number 4 is Breakthrough at 3.9. Number 5, falling from number 2 but hanging onto the top 5 at 4.2 is Captain Marvel. Number 4, new to the list is Ugly Dolls at 8.6. Number three, new to the list at 9.7 is Longshot. Number two, new to the list is The Intruder at 10.8. And staying number one at $147.3 million (laughs) is Avengers Endgame. Love that. It's down 58% week over week, but still doing 147. If it drops another 50%, which I imagine it will, that's still $75 million. I don't think Detective Pikachu
0: beats it. You don't think it has the juice? I I, huh? I think the shocking. Uh, it's it's going to be close. It's it, going to be close. It, it, it'll
1: be close, but I still think Endgame is going to hang on and take it, which is crazy yeah. to think. Yeah, it is that a Pokemon a week movie three. might not beat week three.
0: I don't know, man. I I, I have Endgame. faith. I have faith.
1: Uh, we have two quick Doom Patrol discussions, and I'm like I'm I'm almost like fatigued uh, to talk about this because we just talked so long about Game of Thrones. So I want to keep. Game this role, yeah, right, This
0: will be this will be fast.
1: So in episode I think ten or eleven, I can't remember it's called Francis patrol. It totally dives in to, um, Mr. No, or no negative. No, Mr. Nobody, no negative, negative man, man negative, negative man. man. totally dives into negative man, Francis. And, uh, it really is that story of him versus that electrical being that's inside of him. That's kind of controlling him. It kind of does what it wants, but it puts him back in his old memories of him and his lover at the hotel and this, that, and the other. And he really just wants to have that moment that he never yeah. got to have with his lover. And he, and he, Kind of gets.
0: It. I thought it was a beautiful moment where he yeah. kind of sees him as an old man and yeah. kind of sees that he found love and yeah, it, it was it was touching. I thought it was a nice it was a nice step forward for his character.
1: It's weird that it wasn't like his wife that he cared less about his wife finding a new man than he did about his man finding mm. a new man. But fine, I was totally cool with it. I like his journey. I like yeah, his same. art. It was another building episode. Yeah, uh, but I'm I'm okay with it. Because it led to the end of the episode, look at my elbow, uh, Cyborg, who's becoming more Cyborg episode by episode, oh, yeah. gets captured and taken to the Ant Farm, which is the Bureau of Normalcy. Yep. Um, and we, Which leads us into, I think it was called Ant Farm Patrol this past week. I can't remember. But it was a really, in my opinion, a really good back end of the episode. Yeah. Um, first half was just Doom Patrol. Second half of the episode is really, really picked up.
0: Yeah. I mean... I- you, I mean, you would like to think, how would Cyborg get captured, but... By
1: he, just somebody looking at his elbow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. But whatever, I mean, it, it was... I liked the whole episode to the end, to the lead up to the next episode. I thought it was okay.
1: The governor, or the, uh, the chief, the commander guy, who's just chomping on a Big Mac, he just oh, says, yeah. we can't disturb that the was, butts. That, and I was like, that the, was good. the butts? Do you mean, like, butts, butts? Like, that would be yeah. Doom Patrol. Yeah. Then later in the episode, a bunch of savage killer
0: butts Buts, literally yeah. anuses yeah literally butts.
1: <laughs> they storm the hallway and kill people yeah. i'm like dude there are more deaths here than the
0: battle of Winterfell. i, I, I was laughing like, i thought, I it, thought was it was funny, funny. yeah they, I like
1: doom this. patrol does that where like they yeah. hit you with some su- super stupid humor and comedy well, wait, you like, went yeah. from
0: like serious to D moments where you're almost like sh- shedding a tear to that it's like holy shit like you went from 10 to 50 and I don't they know, was, enlist
1: cool. the help they they kind of enlist the help of of cyborg's dad who says i did this all on purpose yeah um believe me i know what i'm doing he goes to the ant farm who because he he did used to work for them there he shows up cyborg sees him sees what he's doing to him doesn't a- agree with it punches him over and over and over again and he may have killed him i don't think he did but the ending kind of leaves. alluded to that he shit. killed his dad and then there's mr no- uh, nobody there, basically saying to cyborg do you see what you did yep. now like this was, it was my, all you it was all you and like I think Mister Nobody is that villain that's like the devil on your shoulder, yeah. whispering. And I, and, and
0: I heard people say they, you know, they're upset that he's not in it anymore. I kind of like that he just cool pops in at them moments because he's just so like maniacal. mischievous and maniacal, and, and it just works.
1: I, I completely agree. I think yeah. he's a really strong villain because when we see him on screen, it's impactful. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's been zero wasted effort yeah. from from his from Alan Tudyk's character. So I really appreciate how they're doing the villain. There's only like three episodes left.
0: Yeah, we're on thirteen. Yeah, so like
1: we got to get this story rolling of how you know of how they're going to come and still no Beast Boy. Nothing. I don't know if he's even going to be in season. I I,
0: I don't know. I don't know.
1: They might be just saving him for two. Uh, YouTube originals are going to be free with ads.
0: Bang! It's like I finally see Cobra Kai. Yes,
1: you can (laughs) finally watch Cobra Kai, uh, but it'll have a bunch of ads. It'll basically be like the Hulu, right? Where you just every it's like a normal show. Every seven or eight minutes, you get a commercial. And,
0: and which I'm okay with. Hey, if it's free, it's for me, babe.
1: Uh, Cobra Kai has also been renewed for season three.
0: Literally. How perfect is that? Sometimes I think I love it when a plan comes together.
1: I didn't watch the end of season two. I really liked the show. I heard, it was, I heard it was
0: good. It's really I heard really it was good, good but I heard season one was still the best.
1: It, it, the first two episodes are still okay. the best. What did you think of the Watchmen trailer for HBO?
0: I thought it was good. I, I didn't get to well, like you said, sometimes you watch the videos that dive deep in. I didn't get a chance to dive deep. But again, Rorschach, people are wearing masks all over the place. People are hitting worse. kind of, oh, is it um, Owlman? Um, you kind of see the one guy, you think he's levitating, but he's sitting in a chair, which is what? Dr. Manhattan, which is Jeremy Honors, who's like seven years old. He looks like he's in great freaking shape. Um, it, I think there was there was there a funeral? People were thinking maybe that could be the comedian. So there's still, we still don't know where they're at yet. And I kind of just like the end of, you see, Um, what was the guy that was in Nash Bridges? The lead, I forget. It was Cheech Marin and Don Johnson. At the end, he's like, tick-tock, tick-tock. And I just, it, it got me kind of hyped. So I'm, re- I'm really interested to see what they do with this show.
1: Billions has been renewed for season five. Oh,
0: thank God. I, I, Dude, I think it's my favorite, besides Game of Thrones right now, it's my favorite show I'm watching.
1: Netflix and Dark Horse Entertainment are partnering for future movies and TV. Dark Horse Entertainment brought us the Umbrella Academy. So that's – We're getting more awesome stuff from an awesome company. Keep
0: bringing us comic book movies. Bring us graphic novels, whatever you want. We'll take it.
1: George R.R. Martin says the three spinoff films are moving forward nicely for Game of Thrones. He in the same article says he does not want to refer to them as spinoffs. So thank you for that headline. But uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, the one that's start starting yourself, shooting soon I think, they, right? You could be asking yourself, well, I thought there were supposed to be five. The other two are still in the writing process, but three are ready to go for production. But five
0: seems kind of heavy. So what? It seems like a lot. We're going to get Game of
1: Thrones for our lifetime. Yeah, three seems like the number, though. In the music space, uh, just really quickly, Vampire Weekend fucking released Father of the Bride. Their first record in a long time. Their first good record in nine years, in my opinion. Shots fired. Shots fired, but it's a really, really good record. I loved every second of it. I listened to it probably seven, eight times all the way through. And then New Found Glory released From Your Screen to Your Stereo 3, which is their cover songs. Uh, They do it every, I don't know, it's the third one. They've done it, what, three times? They probably do it every five, seven years. And uh, it's got, like, Let It Go from Frozen. It's got Eye of the Tiger. So some really fun songs. I appreciate it. I like it. It's not my favorite from the screen to your stereo, but it's a really good one. So there's some new music to go check out. And Sam, what is your CGC Spotlight?
0: So my CGC Spotlight, we left it off the, the list, but there's a reason why I picked this book this week. I'll get to it in one second. But it's Nova number one. Obviously, there was this rumor going around that uh, Marvel is in, right now in the process of working on a Nova movie. Which I'm hoping that it's Richard Ryder and it's not Sam Alexander, who was the next Nova that he came out in 2011. So this is Nova number one, Marvel Comics, September 1976, 9.8 CGC origin and first appearance of Nova, Richard Ryder, and it's the first appearance of Ginger J, which is like his girlfriend. <clears throat> Nova was created by Mar- Marv Wolfman, Marv Wolfman and John Romita Sr. This t- I always spec' on this book because. In Guardians 2, there was the Nova Corps. So, just it was only a matter of time before Richard Ryder or the Nova Corps would get their own movie. So, I always thought it was the Nova Corps, um, John C. J- Riley and all them guys. I
1: thought it was, well, I thought it was Sly. Well,
0: oh. Sly was, well, Sly was something else. He was like a, a separate team. Like the gotcha. Nova Corps was gotcha. I forget John, I forget John C. Riley's character, but I think he was like a captain or something. But this was, I always thought it was an undervalued Bronze Age key, which now it's the price they're starting to go up, which is good to see. This is a Marv Wolfman story, a John Bushima and Joe at art and Richard Buckler and Joe at cover. Um, it's obviously a 9.8 white pages newsstand edition, which newsstand, obviously the barcode is a little bit more rarer than just the regular like Marvel thing you'd see. <clears throat> there's 279 9.8s on the senses. I think that's not too many. There's no 9.9s, but there's 742 9.6s, which I got burned... Before I think on two of these books, on 9.6s. After they were 9.6, I cracked press. They came back at 9.6. There's 649.4s. The last 9.8 sale was $1,030, and there's 3,149 Universal Blue labels graded on the market. I, I I told my boy to pick this up a while ago. He never did. I didn't think he'd believe me when when this movie would actually come to fruition, but hopefully it looks like it is. So this story. It's about like this centurion, he's chasing the, the villain of the, of, the, the show, of the the story, his name's Zor. So he's in space. <clears throat> he realizes that he's not going to escape Zor or kill him. So he's basically dying, so he sends his remaining powers to Richard Rider, to Earth. Then he kind of goes into this coma, just being having so much power absorbed in at once, he goes into coma. Eventually when he gets up, he has you know flight, superhuman strength, speed... He eventually gets this, obviously, his uniform, where he thinks he's daydreaming in class. Teacher kind of calls him out for it. And he's about to say, like, teacher's about to ask him a question about something in class because he catches him daydreaming. And he's about to tell the teacher, I don't know, that all of a sudden, bam, this crazy answer pops up in his head, and he answers it right on the spot. And then at the end of the issue, basically, he's getting his ass kicked by Zorb because he's just learned how to use his powers and whatnot. Then he just vanishes and... It just becomes Nova and can't believe he's a superhero.
1: September 1976, 30 cents at print. And on the back, it's got an ad for Spalding baseball gloves. That's my favorite by far. Is it? Oh, of we're just all the ads. baseball? And baseball's oh, got my soul, it. but I mean, like that's sure. just so cool. It's got all the different positions you, you can think play at uh, Maybe mail it in, see if you can get a rebate. Um, but anyway, if you want to see that book and the cover art, it's going to be on our Instagram page. Just go to the episode post that we make for this one. Scroll to the left, and you can check it out. Uh, that has been Sam CGC Spotlight, Sam. We want to thank our patrons, Bradley Epstein, Darren Monroe, Jay Sanford, 9482, Mike Forward, Ryan Roselio, and Sam Reimer, twitch.tv slash life. What is your pick of the week?
0: Well, I w- it was last night. I was like, holy shit, I don't have a pick of the week. I, I, I need something here. So my buddy Judd was like, dude, we always watch stand-up comedy. He's like, you have to watch this. It was funny shit. His opening joke was hilarious. Uh, so I watched Anthony Jezelnik's.
1: Yeah, the new one? Fire Dude, in the maternity no, ward. That's my pick
0: of the week. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Dude, well, it, it's mine too because uh, you can see Anthony Jeslach. I, I believe you. Yeah, so. His
1: opening jo- joke about his friend's yeah. wife. Yeah, I was dying. It was unbelievable. So I first heard about Anthony Jeselnik at the roast of Donald Trump, and he crushed oh, it there. Even cru- before he's that, so, he's, I he's, he's a great roast. 2010 roaster. was the first time yeah. I've ever heard of him, but that's almost 10 years ago. And his stand-up was always okay to me, but this one, it's on Netflix right now. Go check it out.
0: He killed it. Yeah, and it's its like, I know he's not for everyone. A lot of people don't like his slow delivery, but I, I, was just in the, I was in the mood for it. I know his comedy, and just hearing just... Hyped it up so much, it got me excited. He holds
1: no nothing back,
0: dude. And I, I, know I wrote like we have
1: the same pick of the week for the first time ever. Is
0: it? Is it the first time ever?
1: First time ever, we've had the same pick of the week.
0: So, like, guys, if you get offended easily, don't, don't, don't watch it. But like, if he, t- I mean, his talks about deaf people, Alzheimer's, narcolepsy, uh, he, he He talked. He doesn't. He's not afraid of anything. He's not afraid to hurt people's feelings, and he just goes for it. And I thought he delivered it
1: he is again he's so funny it's only it's like an hour and eight minutes or yeah, something it's like a that quick hour um but it is because he's the slower talker yeah. so he, there's not like joke after joke after joke after joke he doesn't stop but again sam said it right don't watch it at work don't watch around yeah. people that are easily offended no. and if you're easily offended you don't yeah, want to watch this it this one he does not hold any punches back and if you want to even check out his roast on Donald Trump it's on YouTube you can go find it
0: all his roasts are on YouTube it's, it's go check him out it's so
1: good he's yeah. a really good comedian I appreciate him he's an even better Twitter follow if you don't follow him on Twitter he's just as yeah. much of a douche on Twitter and love roasting people. I just love every yeah. second of it but that has been episode 134 if we podcast and we know things I'm off to see Detective Pikachu in 10 minutes Sam you're going to go to Sleepy Slapes and uh, we'll see you next week on my birthday for episode